Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. It's me, Stephen Goldsmith, not Matt, who's with you for this preview show. We're mixing things up a little bit this week due to reasons. So we're going to look back to Sunderland's defeat, narrow defeat at Leicester. Nearly said Filbert Street there, just a bit wild. Um, and look ahead to the visit of Norwich City, who I think if you think Sunderland fans are starting to get a little bit nervy then you should see what the leg down there um right who have i got i've got jimmy ray with me who's gonna discuss both of those things this evening good afternoon how are you doing good good afternoon evening whatever it is evening, what's, yeah. what's the what's the time where you would say that afternoon becomes evening what, what, I mean, what now. it's about like half four now and it's like finishing work in it but i guess if you went on days when you're off possibly feels like a bit Bit earlier than yeah. even so, especially as it obviously gets dark. So, say probably about now. I'd say we're on the borderline. Yeah. We're, we're straddling. I think four. Evening. I think four would be yeah. my what I would suggest. <laughs> you, yeah, you're breaking into tea time at four, aren't you? Yeah. Um, but I think it's acceptable. Afternoon is still acceptable as mm-hmm. long as before five o'clock, maybe. Um, what a terrible intro and a terrible uh, segue <laughs> into any sort of show. But there you go. Um, on that note, I haven't asked uh, for your questions, unfortunately. Um, haven't had the time to do that. I know Matt likes to do that. So this preview show is going to be a little bit different. Um, as I've said, we're actually going to hear from a. Um, so we're going to hear some Leicester perspective um, from uh, the match, actually, which is not something we usually do. But I think um, we didn't have time to put together a little bit of a preview bit from Pete, and he's from the. Um, for Fox sake podcast, be careful of that. Mm. Um, I just didn't have time to put that together before the Leicester match, unfortunately. Um, but he got in touch. He he felt the need and felt inclined to get in touch with us um, because he wanted just to comment how well he thought Sunderland played. So a nice little bit of hair ruffling. Um, mm. But it's been a while since we've been in a position to be on the receiving end of that, I guess. Um, but it's, it's interesting, nonetheless, um, that he felt the need to get in touch to tell us about that. So we're going to hear now from Pete. Uh, this is Pete from for Fox 8 Podcast. Um, yeah, Sunderland, the best team who have turned up at the King Power so far this season by far. That's my opinion and also it's the opinion of many, many Leicester fans. There's been an overwhelming response to the game last night by saying full credit to Sunderland. You know, they've, they came and they attacked Leicester. They pressed high up the pitch and they took the game to Leicester, which is something that a lot of clubs haven't done and probably won't do this season, which is kind of understandable when you've got a team running away with the league. But an excellent young team, 
very, very well set out by Tony Mowbray. Very interesting to hear him after the game saying they've got an identity, something which is a buzzword now that every club wants to have that identity. Leicester certainly have one and Sunderland have one and it's exciting times. A really good team, but it was a team... It was a game where obviously both sides had chances. I think Leicester had the more clear-cut chances by far. Your goalkeeper had an excellent game. Wonderful save from Ian Acho when um, tipping it onto the onto the post because uh, initially I thought it was a poor finish, but no, um, it was right in the corner. Excellent fingertip save and deservedly man of the match. Obviously, Sunderland had many chances, maybe not as clear-cut. Uh, Leicester, I thought, overall, actually had a decent game. I thought we played pretty well uh, with a number of changes that we can make. We've got that luxury of doing so with the squad that we've got. But Sunderland, um, I know Sunderland fans will be fairly unhappy with not getting anything. When probably frustrated is the best word. Um, obviously, there was a penalty incident at the end of the first half, which, I mean, in real time from the angle on, when you when you watch it on TV, you can't tell, or maybe the referee couldn't tell. I thought the referee had a bit of a poor game for both sides, actually. But uh, it obviously was a penalty. So you throw that into the mix as well, and that's understandable why Sunderland fans can be frustrated but a lot to look forward to hopefully you're finishing in the top six maybe in the top two and we'll see you in the Premier League but for Leicester we carry on our merry way up top and again we've got the luxury of making six or seven changes uh, for the next game away at QPR which undoubtedly in the way of football is we'll probably lose but uh, yeah excellent Sunderland excellent supporters as always and uh, yeah roll on the next game up at uh, the Stadium of Light but uh, yeah all the best for the season and uh, not patronising but well played Okay, thoughts on that, Jimmy? I think it's almost the whole match summary in one go there. He's done a good yeah. job of, of condensing everything in that short yeah, yeah, of think, time. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to disagree, um, really, with a lot of what he said there. I think, to be fair, had he come on and said he thought we were rubbish, um, he would have been, been lying, really, because we really weren't rubbish. I thought we were... We were good I mean, like imagine, imagine if somebody went out the way to get in touch with us just to tell us <laughs> that they thought we were rubbish. Yeah, well, Because exactly, this, yeah. this is the first that anybody's ever done this, so... Yeah, well, yeah, I think it was, like you said, it was a pretty even game. I think um, they possibly had the best of the high-quality chances, but we certainly did enough, I think, to, to you know, at the point in the game. Um, the, the standard of, of, of football, I thought it was just a high-level, high-quality football game, I think, from both sides. I think we... We had a, as he said, he alluded to us having sort of like an identity on the pitch, um, as they do. I think that was quite clear. I think we, we sort of, um, were quite successful in imposing ourselves as much as is, is possible, obviously, given the, the relative levels in, in squads. I guess you could say value, ability, and stuff. I think while they, they clearly have the more high profile, high, like technical players, I think we, we competed with them really well. We pressed them, we created chances. Um, it was a, it was a frustrating lapse defensively from another set piece, which is obviously really annoying. Again, to have to discuss about the, to concede the goal, but then uh, going forwards, I think um, Barton Barton finishing errors. I think we we really were, were good for at least a goal or possibly two. Um, the stats sort of back up in terms of you know shots possession that sort of thing, uh, chances created as well in general. I think we you know we we definitely competed. Um, Patterson obviously made some great saves. Uh, in the game, but that is what you want your keeper to do. Um, Sky was sort of doing a bit well on the commentary, like if it wasn't for, for Patterson, blah blah. But then I think, well, obviously that's kind of what the goalkeeper's there for, isn't it? To make but Mowbray so, said that after the game, didn't he? He made a point of coming out and yeah. saying that's why that's that's why he's there. It's you like know, when it's like when if, people if you had, say if you had a keeper who just let, yeah, 
Yeah, if you let to keep it with lead in every shot, then you know it wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't be any good, would it? Yeah. Uh, just like how uh, it's very much, very much, very much, yeah. very very much Roy Keane. He's just doing his job vibes. Um, well, exactly. Yeah, it's it's like how yeah. if you have a striker who scores loads of goals. You're like, well, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have scored as many goals. It's like, well, yeah, that's what the striker's there for, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just just annoying really that that we had to. We didn't get anything out of the game that we definitely deserved. I think the, the guy on the on the, on the uh, audio bit also said it. We come away feeling frustrated more than anything else. I think that's pretty much exactly how I felt after it. I don't know yeah. about you. I mean, what I would say as well is, yeah, I do. I think we played all right, and I say I, I didn't think it was a massive deal. It's not like Patterson was like bombarded. He's made some really good saves, and and he has kept the score down that front. Um, what I would say firstly is, is it wouldn't be the first. Yeah, I mean, I've seen really bad Sunderland teams who have been in relegation battles go to like top of the league teams and put in a decent display and only lose one nil, even draw games sometimes. So it's not, you know, I'm not going to like put too much on the fact that we played quite well, but certainly encouraging signs because they are absolutely steamroll on the league at the moment, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And I think, um, again, like Mowbray said after the game, why these players aren't shooting more? It's just driving me crackers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Clark has been successful with that this season, cutting inside and shooting from outside the box. And you just, it's quite clear with respect that Burstow's n- not quite got the the runs and the movement inside the area to, no. to be to be that Ross Stewart type of centre forward. And, and and that's just a fact. Mm-hmm. And he might turn into that player and he might turn into that player here. But at the moment, he's not there. And I just feel like while having a centre forward still helps with O'Shea, we need to do more. Those players... Need to do more. Um, well, like Chris showed the finish, like Rafiki did, where yeah. the, the touches in the box help help you with Emma shots compared to when Stuart was was playing. So, like, we are getting the touches in the box, so we are creating the opportunities, but but we're not shooting enough when we can, like you say. And I mean, uh, like 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 you know, you don't have to be the best striker in the world to get a shot off, and you you know you know you, you might get lucky, you might get deflection, and you know you might just have the opportunity, but it, it feels a bit like. Is almost a bit nervous, a bit reluctant to do it, almost like passing the responsibility on to somebody else. I mean, Clark himself, obviously, he's got more goals in the league than anybody else has at this stage, so he's obviously doing all right. But we need he needs some help in that regard because, because like you said, I think there's a, I think Roberts is guilty of it a lot as well. I think he will sometimes run down blind alleys a bit too often, and sometimes take one two extra touches that he shouldn't do um, when he could get an earlier shot off. And uh, obviously, like you say with Burstow, I think he is getting touches in the box, but he's not yet got the the kind of nous and positional ability to be able to get put in positions to score. Yeah. Which is frustrating. Yeah, it certainly is. Um and a couple of things to point out. I I, I think um let's go to the back end of the pitch first. Um Luke on is gonna give a penalty away soon. Yeah, if he keeps holding on, if he if he keeps yeah. on his players, we, we we've said it before. All it's gonna take is for one referee to notice it. Yeah. and spot it and then he set the trend then and then every ref knows to start looking for it well that's it's... it because he, he does it virtually every game yeah it's, it's every single baffling. game it's quite baffling how it hasn't been picked up yet and like you say as soon as it as soon as it happens once and again one gets given he'll then get a reputation for it among referees and they'll be looking for it and he needs to stop really doing it because yeah it, it's unnecessary and also it kind of Sometimes, like, remember the goal, I think it was Cardiff scored, but it was almost like he was more interested in doing that than actually trying yeah. to win, win the header. And 
I get you have to be physical, but if he's just just doing that, he's not going to be in a position to actually win a ball. I, I just think that's it's 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 the, the, you know we've discussed many times. I, th- I think he's okay as a centre half. I think he's he's sort of like championship standard. I think if you're looking to be a side who's going to get promoted, I'm not quite sure he's got the natural positional sense for it. And I think this is a this is an example of that. And we I'm being mm. a bit hypercritical here because it's 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 well, he's, play, he's, 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 he's playing okay. Yeah, he's 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 playing okay. Do you know what I mean? But it's just this little thing, it, it's the it's the sign of a defender who can't quite master his positional player in terms of defending crosses and corners that you resort to pulling somebody and, yeah. and holding on to them because you, because you can't quite keep up with them and they're going to get away from you and that well, you and it just it, seems to me like you resort to it. You see it in the Premier League with the, the teams down the bottom tend to their defenders tend to do a lot of that against the you know the better teams and stuff and it is it is like you say a sign of of having to resort to that because you can't compete on a on, on a level playing field like with them so I would agree. It's probably um, the one thing, you know, everything else he's doing, okay, he's decent in the air, strong in the tackle, mm-hmm. he, he's relatively comfortable on the ball. Um, yeah, he's, he's clearly a good teammate to have in the team and a good influence to have in the team. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, if that's your main flaw, that it's an, it's going to be a costly one if he's not careful, is all I'm yeah. saying. I mean, I, I would personally, we're going to hear soon from um, Freddie from the, and get the Norwich perspective and Freddie, it's a little something not quite right in terms of when he's talking about Sunderland. He's saying that he knows that uh, Lugo Nine's been playing right back, and I, 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 I kind of wish he was. We'll get on to win the Norwich <laughs> game maybe a little bit as well, but I, I just feel like um, it might be time for a change there. Uh, but keep it on with their uh, penalties. Um, I think they should have had another one where yeah. I can't remember who it was. Um, was it Huggins? It might Serving. have been. It was certain he'd yeah. just come on a sub, hadn't he? Yeah. And um, that was one we've 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 benefited from that a couple of mm. times in the past, where the foul carries on inside the area, and and mm. and and that did and that did, and and uh, that really all cancelled out the stormwall one we should have had. Yeah, it was like at the other three, end of the pitch. It, yeah. I mean, that was so fair, late. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, live I didn't notice it. It was well. Nice I mean, it was one. It was one that you think you'd appeal for live, but then when you watch well, the replay, it goes, it edit, goes from yeah. like. Oh, that looked a penta. That's I mean, even like obviously on Sky, they're like, why have the Southern players not appealed for that? Um and I guess we've been the, seeing that for years. The, the hangover, we, the hangover been... from Dan Neal getting sent off possibly could be a factor. Well, I just think we've it. been seeing mm-hmm. that we've been seeing that for years. There's not enough of that. But like yeah. you say, then I then I guess Ironically it was then on I, Neil foul as well. Yeah, then, then I guess you could you could say, Well, yeah, if you're gonna get booked for it and sent off for it, then I, I guess so that was frustrating, as was the two uh, golden opportunities. Um yeah. I think um, I think Bellingham's was a good opportunity. I, I think it was a little bit harder than some people are making out. I mm. mean, some people are making out like it was an empty goal on the, you know, yeah, yard out where it's still heading the ball. Is it? Is you know, you've still got to get that right. But maybe, maybe I'm being too. Well, no, I think, I think I think yeah, I think obviously like you don't have a lot of time to. I think for a striker, if it was you know, it's like an instinctive striker to score it. But like you say, I think for. For another player, I still would want him to score it, but you're right. I don't think it's as easy as it first looked. Um, certainly, I think the pace, the pace of which you know everything was happening at that point, you know, mm-hmm. you can forgive him a bit. But I think at the same time, you have to recognise. I'm sure he recognised himself that really he should have scored it. Yeah, and I think I was, I couldn't believe bars, Mister. To be honest, um, yeah, I Pritchard did so well to keep that ball alive. Oh. Um, 
And he's just going to put anywhere on target and it's going in. It's so strange because if you look at his technique on the finish that goal, he's got a QPR, brilliant. And then it comes to something like that, which is a lot easier of a chance. I think he's and, just overhit it, hasn't he? Yeah. Too much on it. Yeah, it's almost like he's just, it's got, he's got, yeah. Uh, it, it's strange because he is like, you know, generally his touch is quite silky. He obviously is quite technically good. Um, I know you can, people have different opinions of how much value has. I, I personally quite like that he's been, been decent in recent games, but that was a shocker as a miss, to be fair. You can't really excuse yeah. that. I think um, I, I think he's just, I think he's just thought, right, I'm going to have to make sure because it was a slight angle, but I think yeah. defenders getting back and he's just thought, I've got to try and put, yeah. I've got to try and put a lot on this to make sure it reaches the goal and, and it wasn't necessary. It didn't need that at all. Yeah. Easy for us to say, of course, but um, mm. it just didn't need that. Any any sort of, it, it's funny because like, I can't remember who it was before. I had half a chance. Was it, it, uh, Sir- was it Sirkin? I think it was Sirkin, yeah. Where it's felt yeah. woman and, and, yeah, yeah. and again, he, and he side-footed it over the bar instead of just putting his laces on it. And you're yeah. saying, why are you just... Yeah, no, circuit, on, yeah. Like, yeah. like gee, it just seems basic stuff, but like... Yeah. He's a professional it, footballer it's, it's, in the it's day. One of those, like, it's one of those things where when things are going fair and you're winning games, they, they fly if your boot goes straight in. I think we're, we're just having one of those periods, aren't we, at the moment where nothing seems to be falling for us. And that's and this, I'm not using that as an excuse. I just think that like it should definitely score. But I just think it, it just seems like nothing like that is going our way at the minute. Um, we are in, and like I say, it's just one of those like you know things that it's frustrating and it's annoying. The players will know it. It's not like we've not. I'd be more worried and more annoyed if we'd have been totally toothless, not created anything, and just look like yeah. we weren't going to score in a million years. Whereas actually, we were so close a couple of times, and that's again the the problem is though. Like we've said before, we we always say when we're on runs like this, it's like the longer it goes on, the harder it is to to find excuses yeah. for it. We really need to make sure this is the last game. Because in each of the three previous, obviously Borough, less so because of the um, setting off, but we did still have chances in the first half there. And then obviously definitely against Stoke and definitely uh, against Leicester, we've we've created enough to have scored goals to get at least a point out of those games. And we've come away with nothing. And you can't keep... If you want to be where we want to be, you have to turn those tight margins into something. A point on the road at Leicester, a point on the road at Stoke. But a two points out of those two games would have been... Obviously not amazing, but would have been fine. I think definitely would have, we'd have taken them, um, provided we we get something out of the games to come. But now it just puts more pressure on the games to come. Um, and then obviously we'll be discussing Norwich a bit more. But I just I just think that they're obviously another team who are in a, a similarly bad run of form. They've not won a game in, in the last four now. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's going to be a case of somebody's going to have to break the break the streak on uh, on Saturday, yeah. isn't it? Well, we'll 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 get out of that now. So, um, yeah, when we come back, we'll look ahead to the Norwich game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST 
and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the Wiseman's Here podcast. So that is the Leicester game discussed. Um, and like us being provided some um, perspective for that, we have some thing to share with you now. And this is Freddie, who contributes to My Football Writer, which of course is a website we've got a long association with. Um, Gary Gows is the editor for that, and we've got you know we go back ten years or so since the podcast started. Um, and Freddie is going to tell us a little bit about Norwich City ahead of the game. So my thoughts on Norwich's season so far is that it has been dire. It genuinely, it's been, after what was such an incredible start for the club, one of the best starts we've ever made to a championship season. And David Wagner had really brought back the connectivity with the fans. And you could feel that maybe this was the one. There was something special there. We were, I think we were undefeated after our first six games of the season, but... It just came all toppling down and as of late we're back to what we saw with Dean Smith almost this time last year. It's just been so bleak. We've got two wins in our last ten and we're falling down the table quickly. Um, And I personally think it's time for a managerial change. He's not the right man in the hot seat. It needs something, someone even with a fresh set of ideas need to come in when the new sporting director Ben Napper comes in because that could save our season because it's been so so poor expectations and hopes for the rest of the season I want to be in and around the playoffs I think that is very much the mentality that the club should have and the players and the coaching staff because we've got a good enough squad to be there we proved that after we were within the top six for the first few games of the season where we were winning games and no one could really look like they could stop us um but I don't think we'll actually make it into the top six. I think there's just so many strong teams in this division and we've had some poor results over the last few weeks that realistically will prove costly. Um, But I'd like to think we'll be in and around the picture. If I had to give a proper hope, I'd say get in the top six and confirm a playoff spot, but I can't think of much else really from there. Um, Because as I say, it just doesn't look like we'll be able to get there thoughts on Sunderland season so far I personally thought Sunderland were really going to struggle with second season syndrome I thought that they wouldn't get relegated Uh, I think the the squad you possess is obviously it's the youngest squad in the league it's got so much potential and it's proving it Um, you've been much better than my expectations especially with the injury list you've had and obviously no longer with Ahmad Diallo that was a big it was looking a big miss but you've come through it and you look very good. Uh, I've been extremely impressed by Sunderland. Um, yeah, can't see why not you go in a playoff spot again or you push for it. Uh, been, as I say, extremely impressive uh, from my point of view. In terms of where we're going to finish in the table for both sides, uh, I, think, I think both, as I say, will most likely be in and around it, um, given they can given both teams sort of have a turnaround in form. Uh, Obviously, I know you've lost your last three in a row. Um, But league positions, I'd probably say I'd put Sunderland 8th and I'd put Norwich 
ninth. So we'll be right next to each other, nice and cushy in the table. Uh, my thoughts on where you need to watch out for on this weekend. Uh, I know you've got a lot of injuries sort of on the right-hand side of the pitch and you're sort of having to play Niall Huggins or Luke O'Nine sort of as like a temporary fullback. Um, I think that's definitely where you're going to need to watch out for. Jonathan Rowe uh, obviously scored against Middlesbrough uh, on the Tuesday before this game um, and has scored seven goals now in the Championship. He has been flying. Uh, eight goals in all competitions this season. He is really going to be the danger man for us. And obviously, Gabriel Sarah will, if he's given a bit too much time on the ball, I mean, I'm not sh so sure as to how Bellingham and Equar may try and cope with him in midfield. But if he can take control of the game, he will change it on his own accord. He's a fantastic player who time and time again has proven that he's arguably the best in this division. So I'd say Gabriel Sara, try and close him down if you can. And the same goes for Jonathan Rowe, because if those two are on form and playing at their best, you could be in for a very, very long afternoon. Uh, but my prediction for the weekend, oof, I think uh, I noticed uh, you haven't beaten us at the Stadium of Light for over a decade. But if there's any time to really do it, it's now because we're in such a poor run of form. And obviously you really need a win to turn it around. And the Stadium of Light is such a big fortress. Um, I think you've won three out of three out of six at home. So, you know, not the worst away for not the worst home form even in the world. But there really, it really isn't a better time to play Norwich. Um, especially with the defensive errors we keep making week in, week out, and we don't have Angus Gunn available for this game. Uh, so I think if I had to give a score prediction, I don't really like giving them because I usually get them completely wrong, but I would probably say 1-0 to Sunderland. And the actual song most associated with Norwich, well, when I last spoke on here last season, I gave On The Ball City, but that's technically a chant. So I'll give you a bit more of a an actual song. I'll go with, I'm not sure who it's by, but I'll go with Norwich City Calypso. Bit of a of a decent vibe to sort of go with if i had to give another song though i'd say samba de janeiro which was our goal music but for whatever silly reason they've changed it uh yeah so all the best for the weekend lads on the ball city and let's hope sunderland go another year without beating us at home Sanders and his merry band Have brought the cheers from terrace and stand With scabs, rosettes and rattles in hand They sing the Norwich City Calypso Norwich City Calypso Thanks very much, Freddie, for that. So, as I did see it in the first half, he got a little bit... Um, mixed up with 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 where he he thinks Luke O'Neill might have been playing but it's, you know he has played right back plenty of times before uh, but I think it leads us on a, a point that I made in that in that first half that I think Denver Hume struggled recently um he, he was really uh, possibly the best he's ever played for us the first few games of the season and then the last couple I, th I think he's just it's, then it's going to happen with young players but I, I wouldn't be 
you know, against taking him out just for a couple of games, maybe. And this ties in with 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 Lugo nine and 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 gripping mm. on the people and 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 just sort of being absent at the, at the the wrong moments. And he's been responsible for a couple of goals doing that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to saying Lugo nine go to right back and then maybe just yeah. I've given given Seal the chance, maybe. He's, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him be given, given the chance. Definitely. I mean, what I would say with Hume, I think, is that he um, he he's. I've noticed in the games recently, this certainly the most so this season. He's kind of changed the way he, he goes forward. If you remember last season, a lot he do a lot more overlaps and stuff. You know, similar to how Sirkin does for Clark going forward. Hume would do that with Roberts quite a bit on the right, or Andal Lamad. Whereas this time he seems to come inside a quite a, a quite a bit more, and I think that kind of makes it harder for him to get back. Um, you know, when the balls are coming over the top quickly, and like you say, he has been caught out a couple of times, and he's managed to track back, and and he, he sometimes he has been noticeable, and he's getting back late, and then having to make slightly more last ditch tackles, or like against Cardiff, where he was tracking back and he's putting the putting ball out for a corner, and he really didn't need to at the score trust. Um, yeah, I think I think. Um, He's, there has been a noticeable drop in performance. Loco nine at right back could work. Um, at the same time, I I don't know. I I I wouldn't be. I'm not as close to you are in terms of wanting wanting to drop him. I wouldn't be averse to it necessarily. But I'm not. Um, I'm not like you know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like calling for it. I'm. I'm just uh, thinking about would something be, would that might be, like be able to. I would, I would I like might to be see just sealed. Like we've yeah, just... we've not signed him to sit on the bench. Really, if you look at we've. Um, if you look at his pedigree, pedigree at PSV, obviously, and we we spent some money on him. And you've, Look, we haven't spent money on a, a lot of players, so presumably he's been signed to play play a role. Um, and look, obviously, with Luke and I not being a natural centre half and Seal being a natural centre half, uh, it would be maybe nice to see Hickenma go with Ballard, like you say, because I think um, he certainly seems to have, based on the limited things that we've seen, he's certainly got a pedigree of playing in the middle. Um, yeah. I think it was a bit, bit, it was a bit weird. Like I know we mentioned it against Borough, where he went to right back in a nine stage centre back when we were down to ten men. I think it would have made more sense to put a nine to right back in that scenario, at least. Anyway, um, obviously we didn't, um, but yeah, I think it's. I, I would like to see him. I think it, I think maybe defensively a freshener might not be a bad idea, and that seems the obvious change to make. Hmm. I think, like I say, I'm not like particularly calling for it. I just think these are young lads, and and and. It's a lot to ask them to play every game, and I'm yeah, just thinking about, of, like a, a slight games to a, go around, a, isn't it? Yeah. a slight chain, a slight just mm-hmm. change, just to maybe tighten it yeah. up and try something a little bit different. That is just because, like Luke nine is clearly his presence in the side is important. So yeah, um, well, yeah, I, I I'd, think I'd, I'd rather him on right the pitch, back. even if maybe not at centre half every time. And I think I, I, I noticed Freddie mentioned on the on the audio there that they they're quite um, their strengths are mainly out wide as well, and Luke nine obviously is. Pretty good. Uh, I mean, to be fair, so is Hume uh, in the tackle and stuff. So, but I think maybe O'Nine's slightly got obviously more experience and stuff. Um, he's, I mean, Hume's what made his fiftieth appearance for us. Yeah. Less than I think that Luke O'Nine's probably played close to that at right back alone for us, hasn't he? Never mind mm-hmm. in other positions. So, yeah, I think it's um, it, it certainly won't be a bad thing because what we don't want to do, obviously, Norwich is side low in confidence as well. We 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 want to make sure we impose ourselves on the game. We don't let them. Um, you know, use their pace and ability out wide too much to, to you know kill the game, dampen the crowd, get an early goal, that sort of thing. And I think maybe have a dead defensive change might not be a bad idea. Put it that way. Yeah. I think um, Sirkin coming back in on the left. I know he needed to get the penalty away, but at the same time, I think he, I do like him as our first choice left back. So I wouldn't want to, yeah, want to change that too much. 
Yeah, well, we've undoubtedly missed Serkin's uh, mm. overlapping runs from the left. Like yeah. that, that goes without saying. So maybe, yeah, maybe with that in in, in mind, you don't want to shift, shift around too much. But I, th- I think it's going to be more about how we execute our attack and play. I mean, Norwich. I mean, look, they lost midweek to Borough, which Borough have won about a thousand games in a row. So you know, yeah. maybe that's not a, it's not a bad result on 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 the surface. But I know that you know the 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 blog I just referenced there have a calling for the manager to leave and, and I mean they, they, they are they, they are most they are they are very much on like the patient and rational side of of football fans and blogs as, yeah. as well. So I think that says a lot. I mean get just off what Freddie's saying there. I mean we know how um Wagner's team sides play and he likes to keep the ball and not too dissimilar from Tony Mowbray in a way. Mm-hmm. But Freddie's just alluding to the fact that they don't necessarily have the players to do it and that makes for an interesting um, tactical matchup on Saturday because yeah. what do they do? So do they say no? We 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 stick with this front stuff, uh, front foot stuff, which mm. would probably which is what suit we us. Want them to so, do. Yeah, well, <laughs> Southampton Mark too, hopefully. But yeah. um, you know, or do they say right now? Now you know, is his job under pressure? No, I've just got to try and like tighten up and stop them from playing, which is what we don't want. It's what Cardiff done and somehow managed to get a win. Yeah. But that said, if we, if we were to break through that and score, then that game plans out the window and well, that's exactly. not going to work against them as well. So I mean, um, we created enough chances against Cardiff doing that to score two or one three games. Which yeah, didn't, we didn't finish one, I think. I think so. Yeah, like I agree. I think if Norwich do that, it's a bit risky. Also, you could argue as well, although Norwich's players aren't necessarily super, it's the, as expansive a game as Wagner plays. I think it's, it's hard. You know, if manager goes from that to a complete switch, and like, right, you've got to sit in and be really defensive. Are their players going to be able to to adjust to that quickly enough? I mean, mm-hmm. you'd like to think we'll be putting large amounts of pressure on them, whichever way they play. So I think yeah. it is going to be interesting to see what he does. But um, I think we need to just worry about ourselves. I mean, I'm sure Tony would do that anyway. But I think it's yeah. in terms of like having a game plan for it. I mean, to get the best of what we can do. Because it is, at home especially, we, we do see, we, we have been good. Um, at sort of creating a lot of chances, it's just we haven't been finishing them, and I think we. So not 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 a lot needs to change in the way we attack. I think it is it needs to be more that we need to try and get more shots off at the end of them, like you said, rather than overplaying. You know, sometimes with Roberts and Clark, or they'll they'll beat beat the fullback, and rather than get straight in the box, put the ball in, they'll then check back, beat them again slow the move down, try and look for a ball back to the middle and at the edge of the box. And sometimes that's fine, but other times we just want them to shoot. I think Roberts especially, I mean, the amount of times he could have a go at goal or get an earlier ball in compared to the amount of times he actually does. I think it, it, there are too many times when he when he slows it down. Having said that, he is still obviously, you know, one of one of the best players in our squad. I'm not I'm not criticizing him because I just want him to change maybe the way he's finishing off moves for us. Because often he'll be the guy who's trust who gets the ball and he's got to make a decision, do I shoot or do I lay it off for somebody? And I, I'd rather he, he sped that process up a bit, I think. Um, Burstow, I think, really just needs to keep trying to get into the right positions. Mobu just needs to keep working with him. Um, could obviously try a different play. Maybe Rusin could get a go down the middle. I know he's, I know people say he's mainly a, a wide player. I, I've not seen enough of him play to know whether he is that or maybe, or, or if he could do a job centrally. There's only one way to find out, I guess. Mm. And th- this, this is going to be the game if we want something to get behind them because, as we say, if we, if we think that Wagner's going to stick to what he knows and, and they play a relatively high line, yeah, Shane, yeah, Duffy yeah. And, yeah. Shane Duffy and Ben Gibson centre-halves, I mean, um, you know, there's, there's he, opportunities he there. Never the most mobile, 
Never the most and more by live those. Looking at that team on paper, it's, de- it's, it's, it's decent enough for championship yeah. level. I mean, I know as um, Freddie alluded to there, it's good news for Sadan because Gunn's not going to be playing. Uh, I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't pretend that I know um, if George Long's any good in goal. Uh, look at it. He he, George no? Long, he's the okay, one who, on who, who, he clobbered Serpian last season at Millwall, didn't he? That's him. All oh, right, okay, okay, him. right, he's the same George Long. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, this I mean, is him. So okay. Yeah. Well, let's say full, about him. The fullbacks. Uh, Jack Stacey is 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 decent. Um, decent pedigree. Uh, played a played a little bit in the top flight, but certainly a sound enough championship player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demetrius Ganlewis is a Greek international. Like I say, mm-hmm. Ben Gibson, Shane Duffy, we all know plenty of Premier League and Championship experience there. Um, yeah. Gabriel Sara in midfield is very he's highly rated. Who, yeah, yeah, he's, 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 he's the one who gets talked about the most out of their squad. He's the one. He's one who makes him tick. Uh, Kenny McLean played alongside him. Scottish international again, pretty yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Rowe's on fire this season. Really, really highly rated. Only one goal behind Clarkie. Broke into so, the England yeah. under twenty ones, hasn't he? And he's he's making a standout performance. Hmm. Uh, then they've got Nunes Hernandez and. Um, Ida, which you know, okay, it's it's not. A, I, I, I think I can see where he's coming from. Strikers who doesn't he, he adds a lot to the team, but he doesn't necessarily score a lot. But I think he's kind of like he's got a, good like work a target, rate. Yeah, like yeah, 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 he does. He, yeah. he runs a challenge and stuff as well, yeah. doesn't he? Um, so that I mean, I can see where Fred's come from in terms. Of it's not a. It's not a team like ours where those front four you're going to expect lots and lots of like interchange and stuff like that. But you know this could always be the game of clicks. <laughs> we, yeah. It is Sunderland yeah. after all, and we do have this mad record where we just don't beat Norwich at home ever. Um, yeah, that's true. Actually. Just quite bizarre <laughs> um, how that happens sometimes, isn't it? But as you would say, Jimmy, would you want? Would you win then? You, we are. We 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 I was, I was, I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so yeah. what, what do we? What do we think then? And we'll give give me a prediction, a solid prediction, uh, and we'll go out on that. I'll go for three one win. Something. Three one win. I'm going to go for two nil. Two nil. I think we'll score, and then I think. It might be one of those where a few nerves might kick in, and then, and then they start to show up a little bit, and then we and then we get a breakaway a second or something like that. Yeah, yeah. fingers crossed because we don't fancy losing four games in a row. No, and also so we thought table... those days were well behind us. Yeah, well, with the table as tight as it is, uh, we need to keep picking up points as regularly as we can because teams are going to move up and down so much. It's not worth like I mentioned it briefly on Monday. I think it's like it's not worth too much focusing on the individual position. I think it's just keeping pace with the other teams who are doing similar to what we want to keep averaging. Yeah. As much as you can, sort of between one and a half to two points. It just again. makes it. It just makes it. It's um, just fascinating now because you feel like there's less places to challenge for because it just seems like yeah. those top two are just gonna, are just gonna, t- are just gonna take. Especially with pull away now have a game in hand as well because their yeah. game is rained off on it. So it's. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's. I mean, less Leicester just seem to be unstoppable as well. But all we can do is keep plugging away. I mean, we're yeah. just gonna keep trying to pick up points in the home record. Um, I. I mean, I, I guess you, you could say things can only get better on that front. Although, to be fair, we have won a couple more home games early on this season than we did last. So, hopefully, get another one tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Uh, not tomorrow, Friday. Uh, Saturday. 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 <laughs> three o'clock Saturday. It's good to have a home yeah. match three o'clock Saturday. And not to be moved for Sky like most of our home matches are. It's mm-hmm. not really annoy that now, actually. Yeah. Um, right, okay. Well, thanks, Jim. And um, no thanks to the guys uh, for providing us. Um, with opposition perspectives as well and we'll be back on monday possibly saturday with your action pod i'm not sure um it's not really been 
half term. So I've had it off and I've not really been around and, and engaging much. So I don't know if there are any solid plans for that, but maybe a reaction pod on Saturday after the match. But we'll certainly be back on Monday um, to look at it in more detail anyway. So as always, thanks for listening. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.